The Lord be with you. Well, good morning. Good morning. Hope everyone is well. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so good to see every single one of you out of here today to worship and praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us turn our attention to the Lord. Will you bow with me in prayer? Almighty and loving God, from our scattered walks of life, you have gathered us here as one people bound together by your love for us. And as we listen for your voice today, help us all to see and to listen to each other, to be fully present in this moment. And as we embrace your vision of church in this time of worship, send us out, Lord. Send us out to be your church, present in this community, in your name and in your spirit. Amen. scriptures are open before us today. May our minds be open to new expressions of your word. And as words are lifted off the page, may the indelible print of such a word be found upon our hearts. And as the wind of your spirit hovers over the deep of our being, may our lives be shaped and formed according to your word, Christ the Lord. Our New Testament reading today is from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ, who, being in very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, 
even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him in the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You please stand for our gospel reading. Matthew 12. All people were astonished and said, Could this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, It is only be Beelzebul, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then can his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your people drive them out? So then they will be your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man, and then he can plunder his house? Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> sermon title is Humility and Unity and is based on the, the scripture that we heard in, out of Philippians. But one of the things that struck me was that in the psalm as well as in Exodus was about uh, Moses striking the rock and water coming out of the rock. Um, I don't know exactly how many people were coming out of Egypt that Moses led. Um, one figure I heard was 500,000 men, not counting women and children and livestock. And so when Moses struck the rock, I kind of think it probably wasn't a trickle that came out of there. Um, I've seen in my line of work uh, how much water livestock can consume um, and then that many people. Um, it, it, it's mind-boggling. We 
had the opportunity a couple of years ago to go to Arkansas. Uh, it was Mother's Day weekend, and so we went and uh, went to Hot Springs and went up to to uh, the uh, some of the really pretty uh, areas in Arkansas. That, uh, but there was a lot of water. In fact, the Buffalo River was so full that that they wouldn't even let you raft on it. So there, it was a wet period. And uh, we came back, we were going to go uh, to Clarksville to visit my mom, who's here. And so uh, she, we stopped at this place called Mammoth Spring, Arkansas. It's right on the border of Arkansas and Missouri. And um, just to make a long story short, there was, I think, 500,000 or 5 million gallons of water per minute that came out of this one spring. Um, it was mind-boggling. It, it just there was nothing, and then there was this lake and this and this uh, waterfall, and it flowed into the river, and it was just I just couldn't fathom the, the amount of water. So anyway, that was just kind of an aside. Humility and unity. A couple of traits that are lacking in today's society as a whole. I think we can all agree. Paul, when he wrote his letter to the Philippians, who, which, by the way, uh, uh, Philippi was founded and named after King Philip II, who was the father of Alexander the Great. And it was a Roman city. And the Philippians were, uh, they were, I guess, what you might call for, uh, by the, a large amount, they were a good church. They had good people. Um, they had a good congregation. Had some people who were not up to their standards and were causing trouble, causing, trying to uh, cause division and disunity and discord. But by the on the whole, they were a very good church. So Paul said, if you are united with Christ, which I take to be a definition of being a Christian, if you're united with Christ. So if you are united with Christ, if you have received or given comfort from His love, if you have received or have given fellowship with the Spirit, if you have given and received tenderness and compassion, then be like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit, unity, and purpose, that is, being Christ-like. Think the same opinions. Do we think that the same opinions and society beliefs that we should all think the same? By no means. There's red and blue. There's left and right. There's orange and white and red and black. So if we're so diametrically opposed in what we believe, and what our opinions are, 
can we still be like-minded and have the same love even though we differ in opinions so much, even to the point to where our opinions um, are that this person is just totally wrong? Can we still extend them Christian love? Paul goes on to say, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, not boastful or self-serving, but in humility consider others before yourself. Look not only at your own interests, but at the interests of others. So what about today? We have a divided country, a divided church. We have politicians and professional athletes that think themselves higher than everybody else. Is that in teaching with what Paul has said and what Christ was like? I don't think so. But in unity aligned with the attitude of Christ, that is, be like-minded. In Philippians, the end of it, verses 6 through 11, It's considered by many to be one of the early Christian hymns. In this particular passage, it's a poem. And there's at least two anthems in there that the choir has sung in the past. One hymn we did this morning. Who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him in the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the same that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So Paul's desire for the church at Philippi and for the church today is the same. It's fine to have different opinions, it, the world would be a really boring place if we all thought the exact same thing about the exact same subject. But align with the attitude of Christ. Be like-minded. Today is World Communion Sunday, and we celebrate the Last Supper. About a little over a year ago, we had the opportunity to go to Europe. I'd always wanted to visit the Alps, and we got to go and do that, and we had a wonderful time. While we were there, in the end of our trip, we flew back from Milan, Italy. And we had the opportunity to go to the Santa Maria del Grazie, which is where Leonardo da Vinci painted a mural of the Last Supper on the wall in that church. And John... See. John 13, 2 through 17. 
says the evening meal was being served and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, A person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean, and you are clean, though though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that's what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you as an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do the same. Jesus was a humble servant. Can we be like-minded and united with Christ, and still have differences of opinion? Let us profess our faith together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Today, 
page number 467, Trust and Obey. If you'll stand with me and sing as you are able.